wigs. That was my line. No, that was mine. I I I, I, I did it. I remember telling you I was going to do high wigs. Not true. No, it was. I did. On this week's episode, we talk about a lot of things. I remember that thing that I was going to... I talked about that thing. I also talked about, like, a couple things that are interesting and fun. Oh, the Kardashians. Oh, and the Kardashians. Just listen. All right, bye. <laughs> so back to Ocean's 8. <laughs> Frigid Farrah can be used to help people understand how to be intimate with a partner. No. Um, a little tangent off of that. We watched All the Money in the World while I fell asleep halfway through. Now Sorry. he's the poppy, champagne poppy. No, he's not talking about her <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Very first was And Annabelle. And now we have to find out about the nun? Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck Go fuck nun. yourself. Yeah, fuck that nun. You guys want to know other stuff we like? Anna, be holding your mama's ring. She told me I was starving my face. And I think that there are lunatics that are going to bring their sex dolls out to Fridays. Oh, for sure. And be like, she'll have the margarita, but not too many, because then she starts talking back. I'm about to burp. Oh, wait. Is it? Ugh. All right. I'm sorry. Uncooked, but not raw. Uncooked, but not raw. Chew on that for a minute, because I don't know how it could be one without the other. Throw me off a balcony. I can't live in this world anymore. And it's not nice, and I don't appreciate it. So, Lindy, no. Clandy? Clandy star? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Gay swans in Austria attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. Stop it. A colorful plastic cup. Do you understand that that story <laughs> took more twists than Ocean's Eight did? <laughs> you're in your hospital bed, just woke up. It's Thursday. It's you're like, wigs and it's a new Wigs and Wigs day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is Wigs and Wigs. We're gonna make it after all. And if it gets too uncomfortable sitting on the ground, we do have chairs that we can just pop into. Hi, Wigs. Hi, Wigs. <laughs> so here's what. Oh, my God. You guys. It so, has been a time already. I mean, you, I know. I know. We know. We know. We know. But more than anything, that's the usual explanation we have, which is that we've been away for a little while. Uh-huh. We are in a whole new location. A whole new world. Because, a whole new place. Uh, I moved. <laughs> Lindsay moved. Um, moved from Beverly Glen Canyon, where uh, my husband and I had been for nearly four years. Bon we, voyage. Bon a voyage. And we said, fuck that shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were tired of a lot of things. Um, crazy neighbors. Not you, Diane. We love you. Uh, stupid parking. Crazy drivers. Crazy parking and stupid drivers, too. And crazy rich people. Yeah. Like, living around obscene wealth all the time. Is disgusting, and we didn't want to do it anymore. The reason we bring it up is that we are in a whole new room right now. So it might ever recorded. So you might hear some different. echo. It also took us a good twenty minutes to get the recording <laughs> equipment set up because we don't have a producer. We are the us. producers. We are, we the, are producers. the Alexis Michelles of our podcast. This is this is me doing my best. I'm the captain, but I'm going to say I'm the producer. You like that? Oh, yeah, okay. give us something. So anyway, um, this is Wigs and Weiss. This is Wigs and Weiss. Um, and believe it or not, uh, we're here and we're present and we're here. No matter no matter what happens tonight, we just want you to know that we've put a lot of time into this podcast already. Already, we're already twenty five <laughs> so, minutes. So, so just lower your expectations a little bit. You all know right, what? Everybody? You always come in with low expectations. <laughs> so what we're going to say is lower them more. Yeah, because you know what? We just may talk about <laughs> three things tonight, but we're here. But we're here, and we that's love what you, you want, guys, right? And we and we know that you like us enough to enough listen, to listen which every is three crazy. weeks, which is really crazy. But it does mean a lot to us. 
Lewis. Um, I'm Paul Crows. I'm Lindsay Herbert Silberman. This again is Wigs and Weiss. It is. And um, we're we're just happy to be here with you. So why don't we just dive into it and pop Let's our cork? Let's pop our cork. Okay, great. Do you, do you want to start? Yeah, I do. I want to talk about all the Kardashian drums. Okay, I'm actually here for it. You know, I I didn't want to. I'm like, why do I know this? I hate that I know this, but I kind of love that I know this. I agree. Because something has to distract you from the ice caps melting. And I'm not going to say what else I was going to say, because we are here to bring you joy and talk about the fucking Kardashians. Not a girl. So if for those of you who are not in the know, catch them up. What happened was so Jordan Woods is Kylie Jenner's bestie since like middle school, which is only eight years because they are still tiny humans. Um, but Kylie is the youngest of the Jenner clan. Yes. Kardashian Jenner clan. Yes. And Chloe uh, is the youngest of the just Kardashian. No, Rob is the youngest, but Chloe's her older sister, yes. but she is a Kardashian. She's not a Jenner. Yes. And Chloe had been uh, involved with this guy named Tristan Thompson or Thomas. Tristan Thompson. Look it up. Um, he is her baby daddy. They had a baby together named True, and there was some drums last year, right before True was born, where it was discovered that Tristan had Thompson. been un- Thompson had been unfaithful to her, uh, and it was caught on camera at like a hookah bar. So boy is not careful, and he's so tacky, so tacky. So what had happened was they stayed together. She was like, "We're going to work on a relationship. I want him to be here for our daughter." And then two weeks ago. Um, it, it broke all over the internet. Like there was a Kim Kardashian paper magazine that broke the internet, but this broke the internet (laughs) too. Um, It was rumored that Jordan, again, just to remind you from 10 seconds ago, Kylie's best friend, super tight people. Jordan was getting cozy with Tristan at Tristan's house party just that Sunday night. And it was broke on um, like Hollywood gossip on Instagram, and Chloe confirmed it with some shouting emojis. So everybody knew what went down, and it was all but confirmed, not totally directly, but then Chloe like posted some passive aggressive stuff on Instagram. Kylie didn't say anything because it's her bestie, and everybody wants to know what's gonna happen. Um, Jordan moved out of Kylie's house. I didn't know she was living with her. She was living with her. Jesus. Um, Tristan posted fake news, but then deleted it. Which was? On Twitter. Oh, fake he, news. He, oh, he, it he, said, he said fake news okay, on sorry. Twitter. This is a little bit scrambled. Surprise. <laughs> um, but basically, it looks like Tristan and Chloe are going to break up. We don't know what's going to happen to Kylie and Jordan's friendship. Then Jordan went on the Red Table Talk, which, which I want to watch. I do heard too. It's actually pretty good. Same. Yeah. It's Jada Pinkett Smith's um, talk show on Facebook Watch. And it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, and she she's an old family friend of the Smiths. So she went on to tell her side of the story. And then Chloe responded in kind on Twitter saying that she was a liar and that she was the reason that her family broke up because Jordan had said that they didn't like actually hook up, um, that there was a kiss at the end of the night and they were kind of like getting cozy, but they weren't like, there was no sex, there was no any of that. And that George, uh, Chloe and Tristan's relationship was far gone before that. And Chloe said that that's not true. And it was all because of Jordan. Okay. All right. I've, I've held my tongue long enough. Go for it. And I appreciate you giving everyone the tea. And well, now I can just jump in and, yeah. and just share opinions, which is really the fun part. So I'm, I'm excited to take this from you. Please right do. Now. Please but do. But 
I feel very strongly here that Khloe Kardashian, of all people, should not be speaking so dramatically towards a woman. I agree. About accusing for uh, accusing her of taking someone because I do believe that Tristan Thompson has a child with another woman, correct? He does. Okay. And, and it is rumored that he and Chloe got together mm. while the other woman was still pregnant. Okay, so there's that. And that um, other woman's name's Jordan. <laughs> so. Sparks, but not really. No. But also, I don't love the whole rhetoric going on that it is on the woman. Who it's, gets to isn't steal. it always like, the case? And and really, don't we all don't we all sort of want that story to stop being the story? And I'm speaking directly to you, Chloe, at this point. Don't you want like the narrative here has been this way for so long so that men can continue to act this way and be scumbags in light of the fact that you keep blaming the woman. It's not like she can only do so much. The dude is the one who knows and loves you and he's the one. And here's the T too. Jordan is 20 or 21 years old. She is still, and I'm not saying her, her, um, her behavior is acceptable. It's no. not what she did was wrong no. for sure. Absolutely. But, what did we do when we were 20? We were fucking idiots. Everybody was a fucking idiot. We were messy. And if Chloe doesn't want to be called a homewrecker between she and Tristan or Tristan's old baby mama and her, then she doesn't need to be throwing that narrative around. And I really ultimately like beyond that, even though it was the first thing I brought up, I do think it's just like, why does that blame publicly and granted? Because Tristan's not going on the red table. No, that's why. That's why. You're right. Fair. And I think one of the reasons Jordan's going on the red table is because she realized... Well, she's got to do some damage control if she wants to have a career as an Instagram personality well, for the also, next five years. <laughs> Kylie was like... She was living at Kylie's house. Kylie bought her a Mercedes for her birthday. Murky, like, Kylie yeah. was her meal ticket. Yeah. For sure. I think Chloe did dial it back, too, over the weekend. She did. And she was just like, Tristan is to blame for this. It's not all Jordan's fault. Yeah. So then she has shifted the narrative a little bit. Hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Woods, Jenner, Kardashian, Thompson drama. Thomas Thompson. Well, what's funny is that <laughs> is it interesting? I don't know if it is. It's it's, it's a distraction it's, that it's I distraction. need in my life. And I totally and I agree with you there. I um I saw a very funny tweet that I will bastardize right now that said, I have like I have not I have learned more about the Kardashian like existence. Without like n- like knowing that I w- I learned about it yes than anything in you my just absorb life. it and live it bas- he wrote it so much better whoever wrote it but like you like I really have never sought out Kardashian information I've and never yet watched the show it comes to me yeah it's like zombie information that it just, is like wanders into like my Chris Jenner <laughs> has wired all of our homes. <laughs> To speak to us while we sleep. I'm not, I would not be surprised if she's I'm like, serious. <laughs> Hi, Russia. Hi, Russia. It would I, be great if yeah. we worked together. Elections are great and all, but what about my family? I also have a theory that this is all because the keeping up the Kardashian ratings have not been as great as they used to be. And Chris is like, well, Chloe, honey, he already cheated on you once. Oh, Jesus. That Twice. is so dark, but that is so I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Maybe she was already done with them, you know? Oh, boy. Anyway, your turn. All right. So I actually have... There's three topics I don't want to talk about. Okay. And you're going to spin the wheel and tell me which one you want to talk about of these three. Okay. And then we're going to talk about them. Are you ready? Ready. Just do it. All right. The topics are Leaving Neverland, 
Jesse Smollett and the Momo Challenge. No idea what the Momo Challenge is. We could probably talk about that then, because I really don't want to talk about Leaving Neverland. Okay, let's do briefly Leaving Neverland. Major bummer. If you haven't, haven't watched wa- it yet. If you haven't watched it yet, brace yourself. But it's, you should watch it. But you should watch it, and we'll talk about it maybe someday, but it's really, really tough to talk about in a way that's as light and fluffy as we like to keep things on this podcast. Yes. Jussie Smollett, again, also a situation I just... And actually, for that one, it's a little bit different, where until that man goes to trial, I am not speaking about what happened in that situation. Yes. Period. Yeah, I think that's why. So let's talk about the Momo Challenge. So the Momo Challenge is this. No idea. And I think you know some form of this. Maybe. That... Kim Kardashian... Oh, that is not oh, the first time oh. today. No. See, this is why. This is how I found out about the Momo Challenge. Oh, God. Came out uh, and said that YouTube needs to shut down videos of a ghoul-faced woman who is popping up in the middle of children's content, like animated videos on YouTube, telling children to kill themselves. What? Wait, Kim... Wait. Wait. <laughs> Kim Kardashian said this was a thing? Kim Kardashian brought it. This is how I found out about it. So that's why I have to enter on that note because I have to give her... She came out and she tweeted or Instagrammed at YouTube, take down these videos right now. Children are going to kill themselves because Momo is telling them to kill themselves. What the hell are you talking what? about? Okay. The Momo figure, I think you've probably seen in some in the past. It's like the, it's like the ring girl, but she's got the face of like an alien and she's got bird feet. I think I have seen that. And there, and so for a little while, it was going around that like she was popping up in videos and telling kids to kill okay, themselves. Okay, yes. Now, I want to say right off the bat, there have been YouTube videos that have uh, had footage spliced into them in the middle of animated videos where this guy pops up and says, hey, kids, if you're going to slit your wrists, slit this way and not that way. What the fuck? I know, it's totally fucked up. But that has existed in the past. And there is also, like, meme culture is fucking dank and fucked up and twisted where this could exist in the real world. Here's the thing. The Momo challenge isn't real. It's completely, like, absolutely debunked. YouTube has come out and been like, this is not a thing. Really? Somebody created this idea that there is a possibility that this bird-faced woman could pop up in the middle of a video and tell kids to kill themselves, and it took fire. Jesus. And Kim Kardashian Why told him to Kim- shut it down. And, like, everyone fell for it. And it's fucked up right now because we don't know... This is the world right now. We don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. But I am here to tell you that if you're a parent, don't worry about the Momo Challenge. It's not a thing. It's not real. It's not a thing. Your kid is fine. I would maybe keep an eye on what they're watching on YouTube. That's yeah. the other thing. If you're letting your kids watch shit on YouTube at any age, you're going to Well, there are to, parental controls. There are, but I still think... I don't know how it all works, but I'll just speak about YouTube in... YouTube is not it's Netflix. It's a dark place. It's not Hulu. It's not HBO. It's not a, like... It's not a, a, a house of, of, like, content that is created by one group. Right. It is, like, an open vessel for anyone to put anything in. So you're going to have to keep that in mind. And I don't know how YouTube Kids is um, do- uh, parented, I guess mm-hmm. is another right word. It, it's it's uh, Overseen. policed. Policed. Yeah. But I would imagine that if it's under the YouTube banner, you just might want to think twice about just, l- like, leaving YouTube on in the background because it's not policed by... I, I, it's hard to police it as much right. as I think 
HBO would or a paid service would. Sure. And at, at the end of the day, any service right now is is fallible to hackers and dropping in content yeah, you have while to your be kids careful. are sitting there. And I know it's real easy to put your kids in front of an iPad. I would probably do it too. For sure. But that's all Chunk does. But I but so so there may be stuff that they see that you don't want them to moving right. forward. Right. It ain't Momo. Momo's not a thing. Don't worry about Momo. She's creepy looking. She you see her, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. She's not fun. No. The internet's a bad place, you guys. It like we is. can't just like pretend that. Well, all right. I'm sure whatever's on YouTube right now is gonna be fine. It's the internet. The yeah. internet's awful. It's a dark place. We shouldn't watch know it. that. Get off. Get off of here. Okay. Just kidding. Um, don't. You're listening. Um, so I'm gonna say it. It's gonna be super controversial. I think it might be my next one. RuPaul's Drag Race? No, but I had that in there, too. Okay. So, um... But let's go there. <sighs> Degrassi Wait, let goes me, there. let me... It's a mutual... Let's mutually sigh. <sighs> it pains us to say this. RuPaul's Drag Race season 11. Not... Great. Great. Not currently great. No. Could it... I, I hope I eat my words. Me, too. But after the um, premiere on Thursday, which, by the way, I don't like that it's back on Thursdays. I loved Fridays. Did you? I did. Like, first of all, I work late on Thursdays right now, so <laughs> that's one of the reasons. <laughs> but also, it's just such a nice kickoff to the weekend. Fair. Get yes. together with yeah. your squirrel friends, yeah. watch some drag race, have yes. some dinner. Yeah. Um, yes. So I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter because I'm just going to not watch it until Friday. Um, but this... Here, this is the first time I didn't have three clear top three queens. Same. Uh, there are so many queens. So, it feels like there's 72 people competing. So, <laughs> I was just like, they keep coming in. Like, I'm on this season. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly Paul just walks in and he's just like, well, better than half the girls here. Um, I don't have a leaking cyst from my taint. What the fuck was I, that? No, I'm sorry. So, spoiler That's a real alert. thing, you guys. Spoiler alert. Um... It was messy. It was messy. Uh, I can't remember any of the girls' names because none. Brooklyn Heights, I did like yes. the one that won. Yep. Spoiler alert. So sorry. Um, maybe Ariel Versace. But I feel like she's also got a dark side. Like oh, for sure. A nasty little. I love Silky at first, and then yeah. Silky became annoying as fuck. Yep. And Donnie made a good point. Like they switched her edit quickly, mm-hmm. but it wasn't because Silky did not give them a lot to work with. I also think that they... I've, I don't think I've ever seen an edit switched mid-episode. Right. Like, epi- edits switch mid-season, but that was, like, mid-episode. She came out there, and I was like, oh, you're winning. And then I was like, I never want to see I you again. I never want to <laughs> see you again. She's the most I, annoying queen. I saw a really funny meme on one of the accounts I follow where, from the promo, she's holding the mic, and it was like, they did warn you. <laughs> she has a giant mic in her hands, and it was like, yeah, they did warn they you. Did. That's who she they is. They did. Um... I did like Miley as a judge. I love Miley as a judge. She was great. She was so excited to be there. That beard, they could have given a little more time to. <laughs> it's like, you work with a bunch of people who know how to apply a lace front properly <laughs> to make know. a man look like a woman. And you can't put a beard it on a little twink like of a girl. Three minutes. It was not good. No. Um, what else do you have to say? Um, I Yeah, I'm with you. I don't remember anyone really. As a, like, this is my... And actually, no, I will say, um, is it Plastique? 
Plast- yes. Okay, so plus whoever something I don't even know the full name, but no. something plastique, the one that had the rose dress at the end. I yes. was like, I see potential here. She is super boring though, personality wise. Yeah, boring, but at least like I think that's what what's missing for me this season so far. And we will be proven wrong in one week. We know I hope that. So. We know I that hope about so. the show. But there was something. The, the 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 only person that felt uniquely like after season ten where it and again we can look back with rose colored glasses at that season but it do it did feel like there was a unique look for at least five or six of them at the yes. very beginning and um, the one who came out with the car dragging her train down that mm-hmm. was just I was like immediately I was like you're weird just for the sake of being weird yeah there's nothing there's no, fashion about this no this is like all just like that that the way her head is shaved is like uncomfortably like bizarre and the, I, the everything about her look I was like this is not dragged to me this is I just actually don't think it's of, the way that her head is shaved as much as the actual head I shaved? think that's how it's shaved now I feel bad you see that. That's a stupid bitch. I thought that might be the case. I should have held my tongue. Is it? Does she have a weird head? I think she has a weird head. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I haven't. Well, that's how I felt about Soju too. For a minute, I was like, her makeup's terrible, and then I was like, maybe is that her face from whatever she's going through? No, her makeup was terrible. <laughs> Those Why do you lips? get to take that? And how I feel bad about fucking whatever alien heads head looked like. Well, because you <laughs> you said the way that her head is shaved. I thought that she had shaved it in like a certain way. That maybe way, I'm wrong. That's the way her head looks. I think she has a wrinkly head, okay. um, and that's fine. Like people have wrinkly heads. I have a flat head. I can balance a beer bottle on it. All right, now for a little bit of like positivity about the episode. Mm-hmm. It's still drag queens on TV, which True. is awesome. Yes, love. Um, I, Miley was incredible, as we said. The lip sync, whoever that other person was. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't remember her name. Fucking Slade. Yeah, she like, was great. Incredible backflip. Like, had the lines down for a first, a li- like, a potentially no, no, no. eliminated queen. No, no, no. I was queen. trying to think of her name. Oh, okay. Uh, she, rem- re- she reminds me of Chi Chi Devane. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, her whole thing. As with, cute like, as a boy. I mean, for the Very show, cute. There the are a couple of really cute boys out of drag. Yeah. Brooklyn Heights is very cute. I love the little like narrative they tried to spin with Brooklyn and um, Miss Vanjie. Yes. You're just like, I'm here watching this boy get out of drag. And I hope that that t- turns into something. And let's also acknowledge Vanjie. Yes. I'm happy to have Vanjie back. Uh, she's good TV. Vanjie running off the stage trying to find the exit was like, I'm like, Vanjie's going to give us gold every episode. And thank God for her. Seriously. She needs to like, cut back on the, the glitter body paint, though. Yeah. Lots of glitter body paint. I don't need that. Yeah, but her runway look was a massive it, step forward. It was so great. Yeah. She looked great. She was, she did a good job. While we're here, and since a majority of our audience is probably fast-forwarding through anyway, um, I will bring up my next my next. Uh, yeah, my mine was also, that was my next one. We didn't talk about All-Stars. We do. Okay. So, you guys, All-Stars also ended in the uh, in the period we have not been recording. Um and uh, the finale of All Stars, if you don't know, was a tie between mm-hmm. Monet Exchange yes. and Trinity the Tuck. And I have some thoughts. Thoughts? Do you have some thoughts? I do. Why don't you start with your thoughts? Okay. I think that it was such a total cop-out pussy-ass move <laughs> to make it a tie. And the only reason they did it was because they wanted to crown Trinity... Which I don't agree with. I Agreed. think Monet should have gotten the crown. Agree. They clearly wanted to crown Trinity. Agree. But they knew that they would get so much shade for having another fourth year in a row of All-Stars 
blonde, white queen win. So instead of doing the right thing and crowning fucking Monet, who, if we're going off of finale performance alone, which I believe you should, because that's what they're building to, and the finale is to get your final grade, then Monet 100% got that finale. Also, I'm sorry, but Trinity's... Trinity's lip syncs are all the fucking same. They're exactly the same. All the same. She's talented. If I saw them in person, I would get my oats so hard. Yes. But Monet's was a thing of magic. The little wig reveal. It was... The fact that she won All-Stars in a pussy wig... (laughs) After she got so much shit in her season for wearing that pussy wig. It's not a pussy wig. What is it? A pussy cat wig. No, it's a pussy wig. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pussy wing. Um, I just thought it was brilliant. And I think that they... It's a pussy wing. (laughs) You're a pussy wing. Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, I completely co-sign. The only other thing that I would add is that I don't think um, Trinity's little teacups were funny. Or, uh, Or they were funny. I didn't think they were fashion. Agreed. Like, I thought it was, like, a cute reveal, but I was like, I don't like how they look. No. And for, was it Ross? No, it wasn't Ross. It was um, Colin? Um, Car- what's his name? Carson. Yes. Um, Colin. Colin. For Carson to say that that, or maybe it was Michelle, one of the judges said that that was, like, one of their favorite things that's ever been on the Drag Race stage. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it- Monet's dress was. Monet's dress was iconic. It was, it was that's really a, amazing. That's a runway look that I will never forget. Yes. I thought that was incredible. Yes. Um, so there you go. You said everything I was thinking, so okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, We've been disappointed. But I'm so happy that Monet, like, I'm, I'm looking at it as, like, it's such a cop-out, but, like, great for both of them. I'm happy sure. for both of them. And I was going into that finale, I was like, well, I want Monique to win this. And Monique just did not do well in the finale. She didn't. I think that, but <sighs> she didn't. No, it was a lackluster performance. No, um, but like she's still an all star, and she's still someone I would love to see someday. And, and I wanted her to win too. That I could actually see coming back to all stars like that. I was talking about this with Jay, um, my friend Jay, who I've talked about on this podcast, is like he had read somewhere that like all stars needs to evolve as a format. And he said he had read somewhere that All-Stars has been like, like one of the fans said, why does it need to be elimination? Why couldn't we have a season where six to eight queens come back and we watch them compete week after week after week? No one goes home. And And then it's report card type of situation. And I really, I mean, on one hand, I think it would mean more. In the end, if that person won, because it's over the it, it it shows the span of work over an entire right. season. But I also do think that, and now I'll reference your husband who said uh, the the things we remember about Drag Race mm-hmm. as Drag Race stands are when things went fucking left, right? Yes. Like it's when Ben self eliminated. Yes, it's when. Um, uh, oh my god, um, the butterflies. Oh, when um, Asia, Asia and the butterflies. Asia O'Hara's, when, yeah. When, like when we look at when we look back and we look at the things that went wrong in air quotes, that's when we like gag. Absolutely. So like we can't. We have to look at these moments and go like it's still as we always say it's drag queens on TV. Everybody yes. wins. Yes. And we are the harshest critics of our favorite because show. because we just a we deserve to be because we are the biggest fans. Yeah. And B. 
We have to be. Because <laughs> who else is going to hold it down? Certainly isn't going to be the Trump administration. No. It's on us. And the, the thing is, uh, Drag Race is notorious for having super toxic fans. Yes. And we are not those. No, we are that's simply, true. We are simply here that's saying, true. this is our favorite show. Yes. We want it to be the best that it can be. And if that means they wait two seasons so there can be some queens that learn their voices and get their face down... We're willing to wait. Well, that's the other note. It's like, we need some more time. We need some. We need another full season yes. after this. Then the All-Stars can come back. Yes. And also, I mean, they're putting in spring chickens in there. Yeah. You know, like girls babies. that... Are, yeah. I'm on this season, Lindsay. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> girls that have not really cut their teeth the no. way that the, the previous queens had. Sheila Very Fine has not, like, learned no. the ropes yet. No. I mean, Nina West has been around forever, but she's obviously, like... And she's auditioned nine, nine times. Nine times. And she's very nervous to be there. I, st- I hope she steps her pussy up and is okay, but... Um, yeah, we just need we need the 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 farm team to really have time to to like develop that. their players yeah. so then they can hit the main stage and be the best that they can be and also give us what we fucking would. Exactly. Like you didn't put a skinny gladiator in the ring, did you? No. <laughs> Feed that boy a pig and then bring him bring him into the ring. Um I have one more cork. I have one. I can do one more quirk too. Okay, this this rolls perfectly into what we were just talking about. If you're okay with me taking this, actually, you just do yours, and then because I feel like we're gonna go super long. Okay. If if All yeah. Right. So there's a little more drag drama out there that I want to. Oh inform yes, you about. please. Okay, and I hope you don't know about it because you're gonna be very excited. So Madonna is filming a new video. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this? Mm-mm. All right, so great. Uh, Madonna's filming a new video, you guys. She has new music coming out, but it's not about Madonna. We're talking about some drag queens. Um, so four days ago, Monet was asked to be in said video. And Madonna being Madonna probably asked him about 15 minutes before she needed him. Right. And um, he, Monet was uh, scheduled to perform at the Haters Roast. Oh, this fucking... Are you ready for this? I can't wait. So the Haters Roast, for those of you guys who don't know, is where kind of like when a drag race season ends... The haters roast, and also where there's there's like there's there's drag shows that that are filled by the queens who were just on the show, and, and they're there are production very, companies, very popular. Yes, there are production companies that run these drag shows, and they one are of, one yes. of them being Murray and Peter Present. So Murray and Peter Present are the ones that put on uh, the the haters roast. Monet said she was like, I mean, she didn't say, it, but we have to imagine Monet is very excited to be included in Madonna's video, asked to be released from one show. Of the haters roast, uh, Murray and Peter say no. People bought tickets, and Monet goes anyway. Bitch. So Monet goes and does the video, and uh, Mar- Murray and Peter's Instagram uh, posts a breaking news from the hashtag haters roast. Are you ready? Can't wait. Yesterday, Monet Exchange arrived in Denver to appear on our show. Sometime during the afternoon, we're told she received a phone call from at Madonna. Oh, come on. I know. Like Madonna gives a fuck. With an offer to be in an upcoming music video. Monet asked MP if it would be okay to leave the tour to accept the offer. We said no because it was too short notice to replace her on Haters. Just hours before the show was to start, and without telling anyone, including the other queens on the Denver show, Monet left the venue and flew to L.A. to accept Madonna's offer. It's Madonna. I'm there- sorry. Therefore, we have decided that Monet will no longer be on any un- upcoming Haters roast dates. Tour info at dragfans.com. Hashtag MP present. Hashtag apologies. Hashtag disappointed. That's all. So 
I'll just start there. If this did happen this way, this is not the press release for it. No. There's any number of ways to convey this to the fans who will rightfully be disappointed if they have bought tickets to the show that Monet's not going to be there. But this is some shady-ass fucking language. Super shady. And also, I'm sorry, but Monet's hopes and dreams are not tied into the haters rose. No. And I and I but I do think that it should be recognized at least that there are people who buy tickets especially in Denver that might not get to see Monet on a regular basis and they should be informed as such. But my issue is yes. with the way this shit is written. Yes. Hashtag save your hashtag disappointed for somebody else, bitch. Yeah. Murray and Peter, whoever the fuck you are. So Monet, like, you lost me with your release already. Absolutely. Done. But Monet- Also, they've they've been I'm so sorry to interrupt no. you, but they've been shady to everyone. Ginger oh, Minge. Oh, I got Ginger Minge booked a fucking movie and then they fired her from the whole fucking tour. Yep. When she wasn't gone last minute, which Makes me, this is total conjecture, but to save their own fucking faces, they probably said, oh, she ditched last minute rather than say, she asked us for permission to miss one show. And instead of allowing her to miss one show, we fired her from the whole fucking thing. And I think that their contracts are probably written ironclad because they know that a lot of these queens are like, are very, like their their income is dependent on joining these right. tours. So of course they can write in there. Uh, you don't get to do shit. We tell you where to be. I'm going to get there. Hang on. Okay. Let me let me walk you through this. So then Monet tweeted back, rightly so, the queens think you're trash, the fans think you're trash, and at this point, your, reputa- your reputation precedes anything I could ever say. May the Lord be with you. Love. Um, and she also then followed up with, in my post-drag race career, I have only had to reschedule five times, and they were all due to all-stars filming obligations. I love my fans, supporters, and try to honor you guys as best I can. So, Monet, off the hook. You're a good girl. Yes. Get your Madonna life. And then on top of that, you know who stood with her on this? Who? Trinity the Tuck. Good for her. Which brings us full circle on that finale, that these two just love each other, because Trinity was also supposed to be part of this tour, and she said, came out and said, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to die. I'm going to let you guys figure this out without me, too. Have fun. Yes. She also went back, though, and said it's not just because of Monet. It's also because of what happened to Ginger and Ginger's husband, who was on the uh, production crew. Yes. Um, which is just nice to see, like, people like the Queen's solidarity. solidarity, including a few more. One who I have dragged before, and I'm going to give her some credit right here. I want Miss Fifi O'Hara. Fifi O'Hara... Um, was texted when all this shit started happening and uh, was asked, and I have the screen grab here because she tweeted it, Hi, Fifi, would you be interested in doing the haters roast and all the dates that essentially they need people for now? Uh, Fifi retweeted it and said, Just like I said, I rather my integrity over money. Uh, got this message last night at my viewing party. And then, you, Fifi gives zero fucks. No fucks. And I love and, her and you for you should have known better than to come after her right now. Yes. And then my other favorite, which is uh, another one of your favorites, is Layla McQueen. Mm-hmm. Layla McQueen did a thread, which is worth every word. Are you ready? Yes. She came out and said, when I was doing a show in the same city on the same night, just later, uh, first off, I was not invited or wanted in that case to be on the season eight tour because of my placement on the show. But that's whatever. So she's also saying like, the same company came out and, like, was doing a show in the same town as her right. and just didn't approach her because of how, like, she was eliminated, like, maybe two or three queens in. She says, my favorite part is when I asked if I could come see my season eight sisters while they painted. I was told no. Fuck these people. Just wait. But I was more than welcome to watch the show from the audience when it started. That's what the production company said to her. 
Cut to one hour before showtime, not meet and greet, the actual start of the show. I get a call from one of them asking to fill in for Thorgy Thor. What's the phrase for this situation? Could it possibly be last minute? Or all the times that I've gone to see my friends or see them at the bar, and the nicer of the two always tells me he wishes he could have, he could have had me in their tour or convinced the other one to like me. Like, great, I'm so glad one of you hates me. But by all means, try to convince him I'm good enough so I can finally be invited into this already unwelcome environment. Listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. So it sounds like Murray and Peter presents as a bunch of fucking assholes. Bob the drag queen came out and said, like, on top of all this, too, dear queens, it's time that we do our own tour. I saw that, yeah. Each girl on the tour is a producer and makes money from the sales, not a flat rate. I'm done with these shady production companies using us and spitting us out with support from Courtney Act and Violet Chachki. So Madonna, look at her igniting like the maybe drag yeah. queen revolution. And Let's I don't hope. think it's as easy as all of a sudden. Like I actually think the only way this happens is if someone like Bob or Sasha or someone like Shay, who you can just tell is not only like, you guys, we got to be real. Drag queens have a reputation. They're not the most on-time people on earth. Right. They set, they, there's, there's, there's issues. There's ego. Yes. You need a, a queen who walks the walk and then can organize. Yes. And, the, and that person should be the, <laughs> I mean, the Cesar they, Chavez of drag queens. That, they like, should have a union. They yeah, should 100% they should, have a union. They should, and they should create shows that work for them. Yes. And the minute you, you know, you, 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 either go on the show or you just want to be part of this union. You get in there and you start p- performing for the rates you deserve. Yeah. Um, but this is this was highly enlightening to me, and I will not go to a Murray and Peter show. No. At this no, point. fuck that. Also because we have been to some of their shows, I think, and they've been terrible. Well, the, it was the Voss events that were terrible. Oh, is that not the same thing? Mm-mm, I don't think so. But All right, well, anyway. what we learned here is that there are a lot of bad drag shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we learned. That's all we learned. Um, are, do you want to do your cork? Or are you done? I'm done. Okay. Should we just go to flip our wigs or do we do the troll patrol? I mean, I have a quick troll patrol. I can do a quick troll patrol. Let's do a troll patrol. Let's do a troll patrol. Um, do you want to start with yours? Sure. Okay. Um, so have you ever been to Farm Boy? Is that the sushi place? It's like a yeah. little corner yeah, yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have. there's this okay. place uh, by my new house. Like I said, I moved. Um, that's in Sherman Oaks. It's right by the Trader Joe's. And it's this great little bodega that is run by a Korean family. Um, they have great fresh like sushi. They have produce. They have like bibimbap and stuff like that. Uh, bulgogi, like really delicious uh, food. Josh and I go there all the time. You can get like a smoothie and a juice and like any of that stuff. It's yeah. great. Love it. Never had a bad experience there. But someone has. But a couple people have. We're going to start with Wendy C because I just feel like it's so stupid. <laughs> um, she's from Sherman Oaks, California. Me too. Uh, this place used to have the best fruits. <laughs> Let me start over. This place used to have the best fruit salad in town. <laughs> The half order is enough for a large party. I've ordered it twice in the past month. The first time, it looked like they'd prepared it the night before. The watermelon leaks out so much juice that the tray leaks and the fruit on the bottom is so soaking wet it's mushy and not good to eat. Mm. Then a few days ago, I ordered another one for a different party. How many parties are you going to that you bring fruit salad, Wendy? And make your own fruit salad, bitch. Exactly. It's so easy. 
I figured the earlier batch was a fluke. They had four strawberries at best. <gasps> I was incredibly disappointed. Actually, I was mad. Oh. I can't I, I can't tell what it looks like until you get home and open it because it's wrapped with layers and layers of saran wrap. Don't be fooled like I was. Asked to unwrap it and see it. It was 95% watermelon with a few pieces of cantaloupe, seven purple grapes, and only four strawberries. Unwrap that fucking fruit. Parenthetical. I specified no honeydew or they would have or they would have had that too. Also, you don't get to do that, bitch. Nobody wants the honeydew. They put it in there because it's filler fruit and it saves them money. Exactly. And also, do you think that you may have gotten more strawberries if you hadn't been difficult and said no honeydew? Also, oh. you said that you couldn't see what's in your fruit salad because they wrap it with saran wrap, but you already specified no honeydew. So you saw what was in that fruit salad, Wendy. You saw what was in that fruit salad. Wendy, you saw everything. It used to be 50% strawberries and delicious. Don't waste your money. No pineapple, no kiwi, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's bad about that fruit salad. And then Dane B. from Beverly Hills, California. But Dane, why are you coming over the hill to hang out? I have to tell a story about... Anyway. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell it right now. Real quick. Tell it. Josh and I were cleaning up at our old house, which was in Beverly Glen Canyon, which is adjacent to Bel Air. So there are a lot of moneyed people there. Josh and I were not those people. The girl that was moving in came over um, with her parents to take measurements while Josh and I were cleaning up the last day. And her mom comes in, seemed like a nice enough woman, but she definitely looked like a rich woman. She had some work done to her face. She had the bigger lips. She smelled good. (laughs) Like she smelled like she had expensive perfume, really nice clothes. And she said, oh, where, where are you guys moving to? And we said Sherman Oaks. And she blinked like she had never heard of it before. And she said, where? Oh, my God. And we said, Sherman Oaks. And then she blinked again and looked at us like, oh, that's where the poor people live. I am not kidding. That's what her face said. It was terrible. Anyway, little digression. She didn't actually say that's where the poor people live. No, but her face said it. She blinked it. Okay. Her face. You can ask my husband. I was like, did you see her reaction? He's like, she does not go to Sherman Oaks. (laughs) So Dan, Dane B. from Beverly Hills says, my first review, glad to be here some, with some valuable information that could really help some farm boy customers. You're welcome. Love the sushi. But be aware, when at the checkout, that the smaller lady does put her fingers on the scale when she weighs your goods. Oldest Racist. trick in the book. Racist. I literally laughed it off standing there because it was only like 60 cents extra. And the look on her face when she knew I knew she scammed me was priceless. But that adds up at the end of the day. And she's ripping all of us off. Next time she does it, I'm going to say something. I give four stars for the delicious sushi, but taking two stars off for the untrustworthy employee who's making small fortune on the side with her heavy hand of hers. Okay, they don't weigh sushi. <laughs> There's that. Also, you can't put your fingers on a scale in a way that it stays steady enough to register a price. And also Period. enough to make it 60 cents more. If you're going to put your hand on it enough, there's no way it's only going to weigh for like 60 cents more. It no. just, it didn't happen. No, that trick worked in like 1936 for like one guy in Nebraska. Exactly. And here for Dane from Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. Just racist. That's my... That's my farm boy 
Troll Patrol. If you How are in you the ever valley, think I didn't want to hear that Troll Patrol right now. It's a good one. Yeah. If you're in the valley, you need some fresh produce. You want a juice. You want a smoothie. You want some sushi. You want you want some takeout food. Go to Farm Boy. It's so good. You'll love it. Blowing loads. Right, I have a. I have like. Okay, so I went to Mexico, you guys. Don't worry. Oh my god, I've heard of it. I'm not rich. I'm just <laughs> really fortunate. Um, no, I went to Mexico on a family vacation. We stayed at an awesome resort. I will say it's more for kids and families, which I was there with. Right. So like... It worked out. Duh. Like, what am I going to complain about? It's not my fault that I went to a resort with a bunch of kids. I was with kids. I can't complain. No. But you know who can? Yep. Everybody here. That's good. These are all from TripAdvisor, too. So Mike M, uh, he's... <laughs> you're going to love this. Okay. His, his headline, I, and I, I condensed these a little bit just to get to the punchline. Not adult only, horrible beach, gave our room away. He says, such a bad stay. We wrote to the resort. Don't know how it was rated six golden apple. What? I don't know what six golden apples are. <laughs> Where is that from? I'm not entirely sure. It was horrible. Resort was oversold and room was unavailable. After arguing, only option was to take kid-friendly side. Long walk, noisy, and lots of kiddos. Only part of beach was swept was when group came in and it was closed due to party, otherwise filthy, full of seaweed and awful stench. Positive side. Dinners were good. Wait staff, very friendly. Spa relaxing. Food great. <laughs> Negative. Don't travel to Playa del Carmen. Always on your guard. I got gum stuck into my hair. That, that's you having to be all on your gu- always on your guard because gum got stuck in your hair? That's one of his negatives. He got gum stuck in his hair. What, his did you lean up against like a fucking bus stop? He just, that's part of his review. I got gum stuck in my hair. Yeah. Diane H. Um, this is one of my, I, I laughed out loud when I read this. The Mediterranean restaurant was the worst, and we had the worst waitress who treated my mother horribly after she asked her what she recommended for dinner there. She replied, can't you see for yourself? That's why I gave you a menu. (laughs) (laughs) Love her. I love that waitress. Love her. Also, that didn't happen. No, but I love her if it did. (laughs) Unfortunately, my mother, who was embarrassed about it, kept it to herself and didn't tell us until after the trip was over so we couldn't ask for a manager. Didn't happen. I don't believe it. It didn't happen. But if she, if it did, that's fucking Good for hilarious. Her. Um, one other guy to start his review, um, the, the subject was swim up room 2031. And his first line is, if the hotel assigns your room 2031, you must get out of the room immediately. <laughs> that's it? Yeah. I mean, there's another review. There's more to it, but I was like, I just love that he starts it like that's that. That's perfect. And then this is my favorite, Okay. We had our wedding here in 2013. The service was good. Resort was beautiful. But wedding planning staff was a disaster as they messed up a bunch of details for our wedding and also wrote an offensive email after the the wedding accusing us of not paying the DJ. (laughs) Later, they apologized and said they confused us with another couple. Um, get it together. Um. So they invited us back to make it up to us. But our experience has been worse. The resort property is still beautiful, but the service is horrendous. You don't love me. First, my prenatal vitamins were missing. Who stole your fucking prenatal vitamins? They were the gummy prenatal vitamins because the other ones made me nauseous. 
We brought the exact amount needed for the trip in a Ziploc bag. Six of them were eaten, and so I did not have vitamins to eat for the last three days of my trip. Then instead of reimbursing us, they said they had to search our room and fill out a security report to make sure we weren't hiding them. Of all the things, prenatal vitamins... Why would we hide them? Bitch, you got drunk and ate them in the middle of the night. So we could have them reimburse me the $15 value? Wouldn't I have made a claim or something more valuable? I mean, seriously. And the resort did nothing to apologize or, or compensate us somehow. How crazy. You know what's more crazy? Uh, that you're procreating? AB113. That. And also, you wrote a review about the prenatal vitamins, so clearly there's a, val- a value to them. Yes. So that's why they were probably freaking out, she because just, you were freaking out about your prenatal fucking gummies. She just said that six vitamins were worth $15. Yeah. How fucking expensive is this bottle of gummy prenatal They're vitamins? They're fucking goops, okay? Okay. So anyway. I'm glad that she is going to have an unhealthy baby. <laughs> that's terrible. I take it back. Want to flip your wig? Let's flip our wigs. It's time to flip your wig. Okay. Um, can I start? Yes, start, girl. So this comes from Nini Rafka. You heard of him? I had not heard of her. You had not heard of her? Oh, she? She is a very nice wig who uh, sent me a text. What'd she say? Done yesterday. And it was, um, <laughs> I didn't write down. I didn't write down the artist's name. Her oh first name's God. Alice. Let me look it up real quick. This is Alice's story. It is <laughs> Alice's story. You guys, just for a little context there. Uh, Alice Merton. Lindsay thought that um, the film that Julianne Moore won an Oscar for, which is called Still Alice, was called Alice's, Alice's Story. story. <laughs> and sure literally, did. Lindsay's life is Alice. It is every day. Just like I didn't write down the name of the the artist I was so excited to talk about. Still Lindsay. Still Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay's story. <laughs> so Alice Merton is this artist's name. Uh, Nick sent me, Nick, Paul's husband, that was the bit I was doing, sent me a text that was like, I think this is a Lindsay jam. And the song is called No Roots. And it sure is a Lindsay jam. It is so good. And so I was like, who is Alice girl? Is it Alice's story? We'll see. And I went to her Spotify channel. She has an EP for No Roots. So it's like, I think, four or five songs. And then she has her first album called Mint. I listened to the EP in total on my way to work. It is so good. Um, started listening to Mint a little bit. Also, so good. She's like if Florence was also dancey, okay. like dancey. We heard No Roots at the pool in Mexico. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It will be what plays us out on this episode for but, sure. Yeah. It is a jam. It's a bop. And um, did I write down the other ones I like? No, I didn't. Uh, so just check out her EP check and out. her album, check Mint. It out. And, and the, thank you to Nick for that. Yes, thank you, Nini. For that wig from I'm going to be spinning it all week. I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I want to get started on Selma Blair. Oh, yes, please. Did you see? I did. Okay. So for any of y'all who did not see Selma Blair's, um, why she became newsworthy in this past week, I want to start by saying that... It, once I saw all this come up, it, I went back to a place where I was like, 
Oh, have I been sleeping on Selma Blair a little bit? You have. Because I Selma Blair is has been present in a lot of the pop culture of my past that I really like think fondly of, which is Cruel Intentions, 100,000%. And her role in that film is just like so pretty good. fucking awesome. It is Legally Blonde as an unsung hero in that film True. to do what she did in that. And it's also Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but was a WB and or UPN yes. sitcom that I watched in college. It was, was adorable. So, it was so good. I watched it in high school. Yeah. So, and okay. I loved it. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> I was young. <laughs> but Selma Blair is one of these like actresses that has been there and has always kind of been better than the material. Let's yes. say that. Better yes. than the material, even though Crew Intentions and all the, all the things are great, but she just excels at what she does. And Selma had kind of disappeared for a little bit. Um, well, she showed up at the Oscars, um, and uh, she was wearing this gorgeous black pastel-caped Ralph and Russo gown, rocking a custom leather cane. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Selma was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis um, in 2018, and um, this was her first appearance since that diagnosis. Um, and... She, I don't know a lot about multiple sclerosis, um, I, I will admit. Yeah, um, I don't either. But what she did in a very little amount of time, she went on Good Morning America and did a, a short interview with Robin Roberts, and I cried through the entire thing mm-hmm. because it was incredibly moving. Um, she already, the, 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 the uh, disease or condition, it's I don't a, know how classify it's a it. Um, illness. The illness has already progressed rather quickly. It's affected her her speech and um, her, obviously, her movement. She's in need of a cane. But she maintains so much of herself in this interview. And um, it really was inspiring and very eye-opening to what the impact of multiple sclerosis is on a, on a human. And um, she says a little bit in the interview, we'll post it to the website, um, but she um, she says in the interview that she had thought for years that she was suffering from like minor illnesses from a pinched nerve, um, just something like subtle. But the diagnosis really finally sh- shined a light on what her what was going on with her. Um, but she said that she kind of found herself she was like tripping over things, she was dropping things, she had foggy memory. Um, and she says that she kind of felt like her left side was acting like it was asking for directions from a broken GPS. And just that alone was, I think, like, I've known of multiple sclerosis, but I've never heard it described as eloquently in that way. said yeah. in that way. Um, she says that uh, for a long portion of her life, she was self-medicating to get through it. She says that she's like, like, she says that she was drinking. She's like, I wasn't drinking that much, but I was drinking because probably she was just, like, stressed out about what she was going through. She says one day she dropped her kid off at school, and she had to pull over a mile away from the school to take a nap to get home. And um, doctors weren't believing her, just supreme exhaustion. Um, And throughout the interview, she maintains her sense of humor about it while also really talking about what the condition was doing to her. And um, I just, I found it really, like, incredibly moving, not only because we've seen this woman who uh, was young when we were young and now is going through this really, really, really challenging uh, time in her life, but maintaining a sense of humor and, and keeping her composure and trying to educate other people on what she's going through. Right. Um, she told Vanity Fair uh, at the party, 
that she originally had brought, uh, bought an acrylic cane that was very Miami 1980. It was fabulous and horrible. But the problem with an acrylic cane with MS is that you drop the fucker. It's like acrylic. I'm like, oh my God, my cane just shattered and it's everywhere. <laughs> so now she's got a patent leather cane. It's gorgeous. She's rocking it on the red carpet at the Oscars party. Um, she's doing a Netflix show called Another Life, um, which is coming out in April. Um, she also has said that um, dressing for her is a shit show. And that um, her uh, that the, the lack of stylish clothing available to disabled people it might sound frivolous, but to her, um, who has always used clothes as a form of self-expression, it's a matter of identity. She says, "I would like to partner with someone like Christian Siriano on a line for everyone, not just people who necessarily need adaptive clothing, but for those who want comfort too. It can still be chic. You shouldn't have That's to sacrifice amazing. style." Let's get elastic waistbands to look a little bit better. That's my line. I was yes. like, that's the fucking shit right there. If, if you are someone who is already struggling with a physical disability, why can't we make clothing that is fucking hot for you that you can get Absolutely. into in an easier way? Absolutely. And it was just like watching her walk on the red carpet, watching this interview she with Robin Roberts. She looked fucking stunning. This yes. dress is gorgeous yes. when you guys see it. And just like the cane, everything. She had a cape that was flowing. So Selma Blair... Thank you for being um, like back in the in the dialogue and, and outspoken about what and, you're and going what you're through. Going through. Yeah. This, it's I, I I really think about like if we were ever in a position that we were faced with an illness, I sometimes think, oh my god, would I like shut down and would I disappear? And it's so inspiring to see these people come out and talk about their for experience. Sure. It's so necessary. Right yes. Now. Um, and just a tiny side note, she was on Heather's. She played a, the stepmother to one of the Heather's. And she is just lovely. Oh, makes me yeah. happy. Yeah. So I have a couple just like kooky things, but I want to. Kooky things are good. I want to talk about this season's The Bachelor. Oh, okay. I did not watch. I know a lot. I know just what I absorb from day to day living, <laughs> just like the Kardashians. But I also feel like we made a huge fucking mistake this season because I feel like we should have watched it. Yeah. Not only is Colton. The Bachelor, um, he's a virgin. Mm-hmm. The women always take second fiddle. Like they, it's it's kind of the same old, same old. But what happened this week was that Colton jumped the fence. Did. And they have been touting this fence jump all season. Like, why does Colton jump the fence? What happens that makes Colton jump the fence? And it's a big fence. It's a big... When, when I was reading the headlines of, like, Colton jumps the fence, I'm thinking, like, you know, um, doing hurdles in high school. No, it's a fence. It's a fucking fence. It's he, a gate, actually. Yes. He grabs it and he hoists himself. It's actually quite a feat. Yeah. A very impressive feat. So I understand why everybody was waiting waiting to see why Colton jumped the fence. And hashtag spoiler alert. If you have not caught up, then you might want to stop listening, but who cares? Um, what happened was Cassie... I actually want you to correct when you say that. I don't care. It's not who cares. I don't I care. I don't care. There you go. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. And neither should you. <laughs> so he, the girl that he liked the most was this woman, Cassie. And uh, they were they went to Portugal for their overnight dates, and he spent the first night with one of the other contestants. I don't know her name because again, I did not watch this season, and they seemed to have a fine time, according to the recap that I watched or <laughs> listened or <laughs> read. 
what sense did I use? Um, I read it. And <laughs> then he went on this date with Cassie. And what he revealed to her was that when, they, when he went to meet her parents, her father did not give permission to her, to him to ask her to marry him. Oh, okay. And he revealed that to Cassie. Okay. And then, turns out, the father flew to Portugal to stop this whole thing. Yes. He flew to Portugal to basically be like, no, Cassie, but do not. this didn't show on the show? No, it did. Oh, it did show on the show. Okay. It all played out before the fence jump. So basically, he flew to Portugal. He flew to Portugal to tell Cassie that she should not marry this virgin boy. Gagging. Yes, and then Cassie was like, "You're right, Dad," and she told she self-eliminated. She did a bend de la creme, and then she was clearly his choice because he could not handle it, and that's when he jumped the fence. And um, the most beautiful thing is Chris Hansen, who like collects the biggest paycheck for doing. Literally nothing. He's like tasked with going and chasing this guy, trying to like talk to him after this whole thing. And he he says something to the effect of, he jumped the fucking fence and they couldn't get him. And that's as far as I got, but it was beautiful enough. And I will watch the finale just to see what happens. Because if he proposes to either Either of the other girls, they're going to look like dummies. He has to say, I can't marry either of you. Or he'll go with the one that he doesn't have as intense feelings for as he does Cassie. Shit, I need to watch the end of The Bachelor. Yeah. I want to go back on one of, uh, one of your statements, though. I, don't, I think Chris Harrison uh, steers a very rocky ship. Every season. You think you don't think, think that all the producers are doing that? Oh, but he still has to be the face of that. He still has to chase down a motherfucker. He has to be the face of what the producers do. I, and you know this world better than I do. And I just I, I I give him credit for being there that long. That's all. Like he is he is he is he knows where it. his bread is buttered. But it, and that's the thing. It is delicious bread and fantastic butter. Yes. I'm not discrediting that, but I still think it's more than literally nothing. I think it's work. It's I like think, half of nothing. Well, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm giving I'm, you shit. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I think Chris. Ha, I think Chris has has earned his place, especially because who would have known this would be the cash cow that it is? That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I think he does more than Ryan fucking Seacrest does. Ryan Seacrest is like he's the hardest working man in entertainment. Ugh, fuck Ryan Seacrest. I mean, fuck Ryan Seacrest, but he's still the hardest working man in entertainment. Harder working than fucking Chris Harrison. Is he? Yes. He wakes up at like four o'clock to okay, go I'm do. Sorry. You know what? I, I should have been Kelly more clear. and Ryan. I meant, I meant Seacrest on Idol. Oh, yeah. No, Seacrest that's not Sorry. Seacrest on Idol. Okay. He's a radio show. Yeah. Seacrest. Yeah. Pussy, um, um, it, No, it's your turn. Okay. So this is a little bit of a walk, but I'm going to try to keep it as quick as possible because we're, we're running long. Um, there's a gentleman <laughs> by the name of... For the first time ever. I know. Malik Eid, I believe, is, is Eid or E-I-D. I want to... I think Eid. Eid, okay. So he is a, uh, a student at a school of which I do not know the name of because it was not listed in the article. But he did a presentation in his class specifically tailored to the professor of the class, but also speaking about like what the... He was given a presentation assignment, but also tailored it to something that happened in the class itself. Okay. The thing that happened in the class itself was this. The teacher used the N-word... No. ...twice. No. A white woman... No. ...used the N-word twice without saying the N-word. So that's... He came she out... She said the actual word. She said the actual word. And so he went on Twitter and said, Hey, guys... 
I'm going to do a presentation tomorrow where I'm going to talk about how white people shouldn't use the N. Yeah, you should pour a little more for that. Yeah. Let me yeah, just, just get ready for this. She, wait, did she say it? I mean, it doesn't matter where she said it, but obviously her student heard it. The, the word was said in the class structure. She used the word to essentially teach. Like she was, it was in the context of what she was teaching. She said the actual word, not, not the N word. I'm not going to say it here. Everyone knows what it is. Yes. But said it twice. Okay. And so he was going to do a, he did a presentation about how white people should not say the N word. It Good is a, on you. And he has posted, he's like, I'm going to do this presentation and I'm going to tell my teacher in this presentation why she should not have said the N word. Twitter started following him by 20,000 new followers the next day and Holy said, shit. you need to film it. Good yes. for you. Because he's also not a black person. He is a, uh, I believe, of uh, Arabic descent. And uh, he, um, he said, it's not about me. I want to speak out about my friends. And I want to like... Absolutely. Uh, and, and he had, so there's a 12-minute presentation, a PowerPoint presentation... And you can hear when he does the presentation that he is nervous as fuck. Because he's like, you guys oh, have started following me. I'm going to show, I'm going to film it. I'm going to do the whole thing. But like, I'm nervous. He said he woke up at four o'clock in the morning to oh, like prepare but, for it. He filmed Buddy, the, he I filmed, love you. Films the entire presentation. Yes. And then. That's how change is made. And then, he, and he even says, he's like, at the very beginning of the presentation, he says, I know I have my opinions on these 17 reasons why white people shouldn't say the N-word, but instead of me saying it, I asked black people why. Yes, and yes, so yes, every yes, single yes, yes, time yes, yes. he has a reason why, he highlights it from a black person, not him. And in the end of his presentation, he records the teacher's response to him. And I want to play that for you right now so that we can talk about that, if you're okay with that. Yes. Okay. Okay, and I said the word I wanted a response. I wanted someone to say that's wrong to say that, or I take offense to that, or something. So sometimes when we're discussing things and you're all sitting there going <laughs> kind of thing, sometimes somebody's got to shake you up. Okay. Can I? Of course. Okay. So if the class is bored and you guys are inter you guys are not entertained with class, like I'm sorry, but that's your problem. And, and I'm not I'm not just you guys. I'm just saying like in general, students. That includes me. It's your problem. If the solution to getting your class to snap up is using the N word, then you need different strategies within, as a, as a professor. Context within the context. Any context though. And you you there's no context where you need the N word to snap the class and get a reaction because that reaction can mean a lot for different people. And if you're black, you don't know what that reaction is. But things change. Okay. Things change. Um, Native American is the accepted word today. Right. If I said Indian, and I don't know if anyone is here as Native American, things change. Society's reaction to things change. Um, and sometimes it's acceptable and sometimes it's not. If I were doing this in the, or read that poem in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or whatever, probably no one, somebody, somebody would gasp, but they wouldn't go, oh, don't use that word. So what, what I'm saying is that sometimes you have to take into account the cultural context of what, you, context of what you're reading. You, you, you talked about To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Okay? He uses the N-word, and it also is very significant 
American. When Jim is the, the, the Afro-American is on the raft, the two of them get along beautifully and fine. The minute Jim is on, the ra on, on land, the demeanor changes, okay? And it's very difficult to not to teach that without pointing that out. Yes? Have you, have you stretching? Okay. Anyway, we could debate this all day. Go take a break. Okay. And, and come on back if you wanted to, uh, to share right. that poem with you. I, I do want to say, though, that I get you're talking about using it in literature a bit, but the two times you used it wasn't in literature. They would have been totally, like, acceptable times to just say N-word. I mean, I still I just still disagree with you on the literature. I still think you should not say it. I think... Um, but I, but didn't, I didn't call any... Not to my knowledge. Tell me how I used it. So you were talking about the words they used to use in the days of Martin Luther King, and then you just said the word instead of saying N-word. Everybody in this class would have understood that. A lot of this class, probably, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be straight up and brutal, like blunt. A lot of this class doesn't care. They're laughing and they think it's cute because lost, most of them are not black. Mm -hmm. That's not everybody, but I think most. They think it's a joke, whatever. If they're not black, then they probably don't have black friends. Or if they do, you know, they well, should maybe probably... maybe they just don't have your sensitivity. Okay, but here's the thing. That's, I know that everybody doesn't have a sensitivity. That's why I chose this topic. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's what I'm trying to say. That, like, the class might agree with you, but... This class isn't—it's it, not on them to agree or disagree whether you can or cannot say is what I'm trying to say. That's just my opinion. Everybody else of can course, disagree. Of course, no, no, no. Wouldn't it be great <clears throat> if everyone had his sensitivity? Yes, yes. Like for her to say you're too sensitive, for me as a white woman to say the N word, regardless of context, she just shouldn't say it. And we can all agree on that. Uh, and for her to say, well, the only reason your friends, people of color, who don't want to hear it is because they're too sensitive to it, maybe what you should do is try to figure out a way to teach the people who are not people of color in your class to have that sensitivity. Yes, which is all... And he's in a place where he is a 20-something-year-old person trying to educate a... I don't know by the sound of her voice. And she's a professor. No. And but like I mean how she can't hear your sensitivity. He's not speaking from his own experience. He has no. made a presentation about somebody else's experience. What more do you fucking need to hear? Educator about and what this impact has. If this person is telling you about his friends' experiences exactly. this passionately your sensitivity. How fucking dare you? That's what I want to fucking say to her. And also, why is that word so precious to you? Thank you. That you feel the need that you get to say it. And I think at the end of the day, for that, like, and this is me now, like, trying to fucking sympathize with what that thought process is. And it makes me sick to have to do that. But I go there because I care. Because I don't want to look at any human being and think, you do things because you're evil. Well, you do this because you don't want to be told, I can't do something. Right. And the bottom line is, it's one fucking word. One word. That means a fucking hell of a lot to a lot of fucking people. And you've got to stop fucking saying it ever. And if you can't hear that from this man, from me, from you then honestly at this point, you are a bad fucking person. You yes. are. Yes. Because you're fucking so in on your own shit that you can't see beyond how much this word means. If your priority is to defend your right to say a word that offends, then you're a bad person. You are. 
I don't care. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't like hard truths like that, but yeah, you are. Because at the end of the day, why is it so important to you? Like if if some good old boys like for the F word, well, I get to say it because back in the day it was either a cigarette or whatever. Just like, no, you know it's hurtful to a demographic of people. So why can you still say it? Like there, there's no reason. Yeah. There are so many other words. There are so many other words. And literally from the N word, you can just say the N word. Yep. And people know what you're saying, but they know that you don't say it because you shouldn't fucking say that word. And if you're going to use it and continue to use it, be ready for us to talk, call you on it every fucking minute of the every fucking day. ding Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I went for that one because I was like, is it too late for that? But I no, need that. No, it's good. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Ellie, Golden's, Ellie Goulding's new single, Flux. You love Ellie Goulding. I love her. And I love that about you. I love her so much. <laughs> I've loved her since Lights. Um, and I will continue to love her. I've been waiting for her to kind of return to her roots a little bit more. Yeah. And I think Flux is that. Is it just a single or is it the album? It's a single. The album has not dropped yet. Uh, it's funny. Donnie sent me her announcement for the, the day that her album drops. And I can't remember what the exact day is, but it was, it looked, it was, it, I think it's, it looked like, um, it looked like the 25th of January <laughs> because the way that they do it in Europe is like, oh, it's reversed. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote him back. I was like, but it didn't come out. And he's like, no, no, no. It comes out, you know, Blame whatever. Brexit. Yeah. Blame Brexit. <laughs> and that's what we should always do. Anyway, Flux is very good. I can't wait for her full album. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for just like some pop but kind of indie gritty shit that she's the best for and I love her so listen to Flux because it's great I'm here for it I love her I think she's delightful <laughs> and it too. has been a minute since she's been here so um, my body's ready I have one more I have one more too okay great then I'm gonna end on this and it is the best way to end because there's nothing that can be derived from this in a bad way okay which is why it's a fucking leg Sarah Jessica Parker, you guys, has you announced know, I love her. that she is going to be collaborating with a New Zealand-based wine company <laughs> called Invivo, and she's going to start her own fucking wines this Into summer. It. And the thing is, she's going to start with a Savvy B and a Rosé. Yes, girl, you know what we want. Because in her own words, I'm a true wine lover, and I love including wine in family dinners and occasions with friends. So this is a very exciting and fun project for me. I'm so looking forward to every single stage of the creation. I intend to be very hands-on throughout the process, as I am with all my endeavors. She Good also, for you. She also continues and says, we want this wine to be 100% Sarah Jessica Parker. So other than selecting the... Oh, no, sorry. This is the guy that makes the wine. We want this wine to be 100% Sarah Jessica Parker. So other than selecting the base wines for Sauvignon Blanc and Rosé, I'll be taking a backseat and letting her create the blends. Love. That's from Rob Cameron, who uh, is the head of In Vivo Wines. Um, he says, it comes down to SJP's palate and preferences. Yes, we want girl. to create wines that she truly loves and wants to drink and share with her friends. I'd like to And leave. if you can't derive some motherfucking pleasure from that, you are listening to the wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. <laughs> Surprise! I hate to tell you at this point, but if it's you made the wrong it this podcast. Far, there's another podcast for you out there. It's, it's not, not this one. This one. <laughs> it's so funny because our pop corks are very, 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 very similar. Our flipped wings? Yes. <laughs> 
That's why he loves me. Um, and I love him because he calls me out when I am wrong and stupid. Um, so Diane Keaton, I have become obsessed with her Instagram. It is full of just her outfits and then even, just I, random I oddities that she, she likes. She is, and she is a force, mostly because she writes in all caps. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yes. Mom. <laughs> I shared her Instagram with some coworkers today, and I said, do you follow Diane Keaton's Instagram? Because it is a joy. It's full of oddities and her outfits, and we can all get on board with both of those things. And then they looked at it and said, she has a wine? So we looked into it. Yes, she does have a wine. It's called Keaton Wine, already in stores. And did you know, Paul, it is designed to be drank over ice because that is how Miss Keaton prefers to drink her wine. And I'm talking even a Syrah. I can't look at you right now. So basically what I'm saying is she is our spirit animal. I can't look at you right now. And our goddess and the next time we have this podcast, I will have a bottle of Keaton wine at the ready. I'm going to hold you to that. I will. I'm going to go on a search for it this weekend, and I'm going to hold it until we record again. My heart is full. Isn't this amazing? My heart is full. It is designed to be drank over ice. Do you know what I want for the bottle? Is like a cute little turtleneck that you can pull <gasps> over the bottle. <laughs> That's going to make me cry. <laughs> That's too much. A, it's too much. A light gray. No, no, no. You have to stop. And my little top hat too, probably. But we have to oh. stop because I can't handle it. My body's not ready. You guys. You guys. <laughs> we know there's a lot going on out there, but we hope that you are feeling what we're feeling right now because this is joy. This is total Do you joy. Feel joy. I feel I'm overwhelmed with joy right now. SJPDK wine is just like... It is the world. The world has just opened up to us and we're ready to drink it. And we're so thankful for you. We are. For listening. Thank you so much. We're sorry if the sound's a little off. We're going to figure it out. Eventually. But but not soon. No. Um, So keep listening because you love us and we love you. We love you. Um, Don't forget to rate and review if you have time and you haven't already. Please. Tell a friend. Please. Tell two friends if you have two friends. It's been a while. And you know what? We still need it. We still love it. We would love it. Just pass it along to a friend. Um, And uh, we're on Instagram at Wigs and Weiss. We're not on Facebook. We're not on Facebook anymore. Um, Wigsandweiss.com. All that is there. And I check the email every day now. So send us emails. So send us emails. Send us emails. And um, also, yeah. I have a coworker who is a wig. Oh. Lauren Groth and I work together. That's right. And real fun story at the end. So, I mean, it's stupid that I'm telling a story right now, but I'm going to tell it. Tell it. I see her and I've met her a couple times. We were at the same Dixie Chick show. I've met her at some Paul gatherings. And I looked at her and I said, I know you. And she goes, you're Wigs and Weiss. <laughs> and that was honestly the most flattering thing anybody's Truly. ever said to me. Truly. Truly. It was wonderful. Because so. you guys know we don't do this to like... We For work. Yeah. We do this because we really love like love being it. able to like... I've had friends that have been like, I know what's going on because I listen to the podcast. Same. <laughs> and it's really, really nice yeah. that, that, that um, we hopefully... Not only you listen because we're friends, but also because we give you a little something extra there, too. Exactly. So as long as you continue to listen, we'll keep recording every freaking time we do. Yeah. Which is not every week. <laughs> not every week. All right. We love right, you. Wigs. Thank you so much, you guys. We'll be back soon. And um, bye. Bye. Bye.
I've got no... 